Hey, welcome to episode three. Now, let's be honest. Most people's health goals do not see beyond a week or two. And I really think it's because people are not creating the right goal for their individual circumstance. So today, I want to give you the tools to be able to make the right goals for you by sharing with you the SMART goals method. Let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. Hey, what's up, my healthy friends? How you doing? I hope you're having another great day. So today, as I said, we're talking about the SMART goals method for all those people out there that have set New Year's resolutions, as we talked about in the last podcast, or whether you just have a new health goal, or whether you've got a goal in place at the minute that's sort of going a little bit off track and you're not sure why. Okay, so I just want to sort of define a few terms before we move forward. So when I'm talking about goals, I'm talking long-term goals are a 12-month and beyond goal. A medium-term goal is a one to six-month goal. A short-term goal is a week to a month. And an immediate goal is what's happening today or this week. Okay, so that's, that's the terminology that I work with normally with my clients. So when we're talking health and fitness, we really have to be really smart about how we go about our goal setting because it's individuals are so uh, complex when it comes to their physiology and their biology and their psychology, which is arguably the most important component. But that's why we have to be really smart about the way in which we implement, we set and then implement our goals in order to achieve them because everybody is so diverse and forever evolving in different directions. So that's why I wanted to use I'll share with you what I use in the SMART goals method. Now, this might be pretty familiar to many of you and the word SMART is an acronym here. So, it's S-M-A-R-T. And depending on the, you know, where you've heard of this before, if you have heard of this before, some people use different words for different uh, different letters. They're all relatively similar, but it depends on what works for you. So, what I've found works for myself and my own clients, my own health and nutrition clients is the following. So, I'm going to start with, first off with S. So, S is specific. So, we want to be really specific about the goal. We want to know exactly what the goal looks like from every angle, okay? You know, if we're talking about, say, a weight loss journey or, you know, or maybe it's a, maybe it's a fitness journey in the sense that we want to achieve a certain time in a marathon or, you know, we want to know what that looks like from every angle. So, what do I mean? So, we're talking about a marathon, you know, 42 kilometers what we need to know what it looks like from kilometer one. We need to know what it looks like from kilometer 10. We need to know what it looks like when we finish the race. How full is the tank? How empty is the tank at kilometer 30? Do you know what I mean? We need to know what the goal looks like specifically. And the only way you can be specific about it is look at it from the top, the bottom, the middle, every situation, you know? So when we're specific in that situation, we want to, the goal is specifically say, you know, we're talking marathon here. So to say, say specifically, I want to run a marathon in three hours or less. Okay. So I always like to set the ideal goal and the absolutely unacceptable goal. So you might say that the ideal goal is three hours or less and the absolutely unacceptable goal is three hours and 15 minutes or greater. 
Okay, so you want to be specific. So that gives you a specific window because no one's perfect. Obviously, the better you do, you know, the harder you work and the better you uh, work towards that, you're going to get a, a great outcome and closer to your ideal goal. But we want to we want a window of achievement because if we're aiming, um, if we're being we're being specific about the goal, but if we're being inaccurate, then we're going to miss it. And then we'll feel like a failure, even though we've made a great achievement. So we want to be really specific. So marathon, we want to go three hours or less is the ideal goal, really specific. So the next one is pertinent to how I just described specific. The next one is measurable. So we want it to be measurable. So in this case, fortunately, we're talking about a marathon race. So measurable means we're measuring it in meters, kilometers, and times, minutes, seconds, and hours. So that makes it measurable. And that means we know at kilometer five, we know how full our energy tank needs to be. And we know how fast our kilometers need to be at that point in time and what time on our clock we should be at at five kilometers. We know at 10 kilometers and 20 and 30, what that should correlate with on our watch. And we calculate that. And and this is really relevant as well to the long-term goal that we overall. So if the long-term goal is in 12 months to run a marathon under three hours, then we need to figure out in month one, how fast does my marathon need to be? In month two, how fast does my marathon need to be? And you're slowly cutting that time down. And obviously in this situation, uh, you would work with a, a specific trainer who's an expert in marathon who would prepare you appropriately with correct training each month. But the idea is that each month is measurable so that you know you're on track to achieve the goal. If you're just moving through your New Year's resolution or any of your health goals with the end in mind only, then you're going to fall off the bandwagon because usually it's out of reach. It feels far too out of reach and out of your far too out of your comfort zone. The idea is to get out of your comfort zone, of course, but when you're looking that far into the future, you're literally thinking of a version of yourself that you're really struggling to imagine could ever exist. But what you could imagine is next month running three minutes faster, you know, not looking at 12 months time and running an hour faster. That sounds crazy. Well, you know, we're doing three minutes this month and then we'll get a bit fitter and then 10 months, 10 minutes next month. So we need it to be measurable all the way down to the daily goal. Okay. So we want long-term, we're going to break it down into a medium term, what has to happen. Then we're going to break the medium term into the short term. And then we're going to make the break the short term goal into an immediate goal. So we know each day the immediate goals and the immediate goals every day that will finally equal the outcome outcome of the long-term goal. So that's number two, measurable. So we've got S and M. So now we're on to A, adjustable. So adjustable is extremely important because humans are not perfect and things happen. Shit happens sometimes and you get thrown off track or you might incur, say in this marathon example, you might incur an injury. Okay. You need to take a couple of weeks off. So you need to adjust the goal. And, and in that's the whole reason I have the ideal goal and the unacceptable goal. This allows room for adjustability, okay, so that we don't feel like a failure if we don't get the perfect, most impressive, amazing result because progression is still worth celebrating. And I think that's really important when working with 
clients in health and nutrition space is to celebrate the victories wherever possible because every step in the right direction with your health is an absolute win, okay? And it's the same with athletes. Although athletes might be a bit more stubborn because they're, you know, they're out to win and beat the competition, having an adjustable goal is really important. Now, maybe that goal is to run the three, you know, less than three hour uh, marathon in, you know, February next or January next year. But the injuries put you out a few weeks and you've got to actually, you know, you've got to submit your entry to a marathon that's actually a few months later. You know, that's that, that might be an example of having an adjustable goal. Or, you know, you might be like, okay, you know, the goal was less than three hours in my marathon, but you know, I can probably hit three hours, three hours, five, three hours, 10, which is still within the, or beyond the unacceptable goal. Okay. So you've got to have that adjustability because life happens, all right? And things happen. So we've got S-M-A-R, realistic. Okay. Realistic, super important. So many people with their New Year's resolutions. And I keep referring to that because of the podcast, the last episode, podcast number two. And also because we are currently in January, most people make health goals that are just completely unrealistic. And what I mean by unrealistic is that they're they're planning... The goal might be a fairly decent and relevant goal and that's okay. But what I mean is that people put a a time frame on themselves that is far too short. So they might want to, they might say, oh, I want to run, you know, a three hour marathon, a less than three hour marathon in a year. That's fine. But the person might never have run a marathon ever. (laughs) <laughs> and they might be starting from go. So it's not the goal's okay, but the time frame is not, okay? So it might need to be a, a three-year goal or a two-year goal. So you want to be realistic. So the idea is, is, is running th- in this instance, is running for three-hour marathon or less realistic? Are you already at, you know, the three-hour 30 mark, you know, or and, and that cutting off that extra 30 minutes is achievable in one year in the context of your life. You might have a job, you might have a family, you might only be actually able to run you know, twice a week. Does that mean your goal is realistic? So you've got to factor in life. You've got to factor in the things that might happen and, and you've got to factor in where you're starting from. You know, A classic example is weight loss. People looking at New Year's or looking at their goal and they're like, I want to lose 50 kilos and have a six-pack. And that's a great goal, but the problem is they're only looking at achieving a long-term goal in a short to mid-term goal time frame, and they lose motivation in that time because their goal is not realistic. So your goal needs to be realistic so that you can stick to it and you're not disheartened at the first sign of failure. You're not off-put by that. So we've got S-M-A-R, and the last one, the fifth one, T is time bound. So time bound is super important because that allows it to be measurable. If you're not time bound, then you will be unincentivized, you'll be unmotivated, and you could just kind of achieve the goal whenever, which means you approach it with this kind of attitude and therefore you just kind of like never achieve the goal, right? So it has to be time bound, which is again referring to our long, medium, short, or an immediate goal timeframes. It has to be time bound. So whether it be that competition in January where you're going to 
run less than three hours in the marathon. That's the, that's, it's bound to that time and it's broken down into the months and each goal is bound to a time frame that is adjustable within, you know, within the, the, the reason of ideal and unacceptable. So it has to be time bound because if it's not, then just as I said, it will fall apart. So this is the smart goal method. So I've explained it in detail here in the way that I apply it with my own clients and in my own life. So, but I, I want you to do it too. So it's just S specific, M measurable, A adjustable, R realistic, T time bound. So every goal that you have, and remember, don't make too many at once. Okay. And for those that are on a health, uh, health journey and specifically on a weight loss journey, remember that growing muscle and finding your six pack and losing weight are often opposite approaches to your body. That's a really common mistake in the, uh, the nutrition game that, and, and uh, personal training game that people go to their PT and they're like, um, or to their nutritionist or dietitian or, or come to me as well. And they're like, you know, I want to lose all this weight and I want to look ripped. And like, they're both great goals, but they're completely different approaches. So I just wanted to touch on that because it's a really big one in January at the start of a year and lots of people have those two goals. So remember, you might need to lose weight first and follow a weight loss protocol and approach. To, to the gym with your personal trainer before you jump on a muscle building, muscle growth diet, which is completely different. And the fitness regime with your PT will be completely different as well. So I'm going to wrap it up there. I just want to finish with a quote um, from Elbert Hubbard. So Elbert Hubbard is actually an American writer, publisher, artist, philosopher. He was doing all this crazy stuff in in, uh, the 1800s. And I just found this, when I was prepping for this, I found this quote and I found it pretty relevant. So here it goes. Many people fail in life, not for lack of ability or brains or even courage, but simply because they have never organized their energies around a goal. And this is so pertinent for a lot of people that I meet. And I thought it was really relevant to today's episode. So we're going to wrap it up there again. Thanks so much for jumping on. I love you guys. If you want to hit me up, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. So just find me at Maddie Lansdowne. Instagram's the best one. And if you are an Instagrammer, I'd be super grateful if you could help us grow this podcast by taking a screenshot and putting this as your story on Instagram and tagging myself at Maddie Lansdowne, M-A-T-T-Y, L-A-N-S-D-O-W-N and I can share it so that we can help grow this podcast and hopefully we can get into iTunes new and noteworthy section since we're in the early days. So awesome. Thanks for jumping on. I hope you got something out of this and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.